Broadcasting to you from our, our remote Pittsburgh studios, north of the Steel City of Pittsburgh, PA, we bring you episode number 46 of our podcast, Steel City Sports Talk. My name is Alex Brown. And I'm Ryan Berry. And together, we are your hosts for this podcast. Ryan, what a week for Pitt. What a week it was. What a win. What a crowd. What a stadium. What a stadium. I just got carried away there. Not, not it, was what a, a sta- it was a great crowd. Yeah, it was a great it was a crowd. Phenomenal crowd. What a stadium. Uh, yeah, it was it was a great win. Uh, biggest one of the year so far. But now Miami is the biggest game of the year because it's the game that could put them at 7-1 and put them even further up in the rankings. When you only have one loss, every game becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's going to get a lot bigger this week. But we could recap a little bit of that Miami or Clemson game. If you want a full in-depth recap of that, uh, Throughout the whole game, the whole progression of that game, go to our YouTube channel, Steel City Sports Talk, and check it out there. Uh, we got a 20-minute video of that breaking down what what Pitt did well, what Pitt didn't do well, and, and their why future. Pitt won. And look at the head of this coastal standings as well as the game against Miami. So we'll, we'll do a, little, a short little recap we'll right here. We'll skip through it, yeah. But then uh, we got a preview of the Miami game, and then get on to the Penguins and the Steelers because we got some big games and some big games to recap from those teams as well. Yeah, so let's talk first about the offense of Pitt. Kenny Pickett, a Heisman candidate, if not the Heisman favorite right Mel, now. Mel Kuyper just released. Mel Kuyper. Said he was the yep. top, he's now his number one quarterback, and, and that's a lot coming The top him. prospect coming out of the – for quarterback coming at, uh, into this year's draft. Yep, and 15th overall prospect. Yep. And what a phenomenal turnaround that would be for him in the draft rankings compared to last year. It's like a Joe Burrow-like climb. He's probably he's not as good as Joe Burrow, but it's a climb that Joe Burrow yes. had his senior year. That but he's got to keep it going. He's got to keep winning. The 17th-ranked Panthers, the first time they've been ranked in the top 20 under Pat Narduzzi. Got to keep it rolling. Let's look at how that game started. It was a tough start. Uh, didn't really look from the start. First quarter was bad. Uh, Clemson took a 7 nothing lead. Clemson actually dropped a touchdown pass later in that uh, I think it was the beginning of the second quarter, then pick up back the ball, scored a touchdown with four minutes left, then got the ball back again, scored another touchdown with Taysier Mack, and Jordan Addison got the one before. Uh, and that's just how you finish your half house. It's not how you start that, it's how you finish it. Absolutely, and that's, that, was the, that was the name of the game for Pitt. And you look at the half, the half, they had a phenomenal second quarter run. They got two touchdowns in that quarter, and then they put themselves up 14-7 and a half. And when you have that leave at half for Pitt this season, they've been almost unstoppable. Yep, and then the start of the second half, uh, Clemson was driving a little bit. Got to Pitt's 47-yard line, third down and four. And you know what happens. DJ Uviangale shovel passes it right to Servatier Dennis. Servatier Dennis returns it for a pick six. His first interception of his career. Could have come at a better time. pick six of his career. And, man, that stadium was electric after that. Put them at 14 points. And when that happened, you're like, I know it's Pitt. But with Clemson offense... Did they really have a shot coming back in this game, but they did not? They scored a touchdown, a, a penalty-aided touchdown, a referee-aided touchdown, whatever you want to call it, uh, to, to get another touchdown as well. It's a field goal, but Pitt got two field goals off of uh, two nice kicks from Sam Scarton, who's been solid this year on field goals, to just kind of put that game away. And the, and the offense ran off the clock at the end of the game, Alex. A lot of the like from that game, especially the running backs. Izzy had nine carries, 56 yards, 6.2 yards per carry, but he got a little dinged up, didn't play the whole fourth quarter. And that just goes to show you how how good that offensive line was. I mean, their top running back got out, and they still were able to run the eight last eight minutes out on the clock, Alex, against one of the best defenses in college football. One of the best, one of the best defensive lines, absolutely, in college football. And but that defense was the only shining spot on that Clemson team. That offense was horrible, and Pitt's defense was up to the task throughout the entire game. They did not give them anything besides that first quarter drive to um, seize hold of to get, gain much momentum from. 
but that those injuries to Israel Abnaconda and Jordan Addison are a little concerning, especially because they're going to be um, without them this Saturday against Miami. Yep, and if they're without Izzy, uh, it's not for sure, but it looks like it looks like it. Out. Yeah. Uh, they'll be stuck with Rodney Hammond and Vincent Davis, who aren't bad That's options. not bad. That's not AJ bad Davis at all. Davis announced today he's entering the transfer portal. Uh, he's had no carries. I mean, he won carry last week. Uh, he could redshirt this year, uh, whatever college he goes to, or he could play this year, and then he wouldn't have no eligibility left in his college career. Wish him the best of luck because he wasn't going to play anytime soon at Pitt, and just try to get the playing time he can, see if he can do anything that maybe gets you NFL teams lucky because he wasn't getting there at Pitt. Now, that happens. We've seen that so often in the last several years with players flip-flopping around different teams not getting the playing time. And the transfer portal has been more busy than ever before, Ryan. And that's really playing an impact on a lot of these teams, uh, especially the better teams, who are getting these these uh, transfers in these um, high-profile positions, the QB position, these other positions, Ryan. If you look at, like, the Georgias, the LSUs, the Ohio States, they're getting these big-time players through the transfer portal. It's really changing the game of college football. It is, and it's helped Pitt out, and it's not really hurt them much. They haven't no, had hasn't. that many players transfer out at all, which is really— Speaks to just, the culture. Yeah, just took the words right out of my mouth, Alex. It's a perfect way to describe it. I mean, Narduzzi's, I mean, he might not always be the best coach. He might sometimes be mad at him, but he's coaching well this year, and he wants his players to love him, and, he wants, and the players are sticking around. Uh, Pitt's got a big matchup, big coastal matchup this Saturday against Miami. Miami's coming off a big win against NC State, and they have a 3-4 and four record, but man— They've had a tough schedule, probably one of the toughest in college football. They lost Alabama, Michigan State, Virginia, UNC are their losses. Alabama's, of course, number three team in the country. Michigan State's the number eight team in the country. And then Virginia is receiving votes in the pool. North Carolina's always a tough team, and that was only a three-point loss. So they're getting better. And they just uh, they, be a ranked team. Van Dyke is getting more comfortable. The freshman quarterback's getting uh, more comfortable each week, and he's on a roll right now. So Pitt's better be up to the task, and they better be focused. No, uh, no, uh, what would the word be? Letdowns. Yes. Uh, coming off a big win against Clemson. If you get this winning, which is 7 1, probably in the top 15 of the rankings, Alex. And then you got a Duke team that's really struggling. So if you can get this win, you're probably going to be 8 1 going in the UNC. Well, it's all about taking it one game at a time. I mean, this is going to be a tough game. Miami's a good, fast, athletic team. They're always athletic. They beat you on the outside, throwing balls up to their athletic receivers. And they, they uh, their goal and their game is being more athletic than you. So Pitt's got to match that, uh, play very good. I think uh, Brandon Hill, uh, Marquise Williams, Demar Matthews are going to be keys to this game, Alex, as well as Eric Haller. Absolutely, and I really think that those, as you said, those cornerbacks are going to be so crucial, and the secondary is going to be so crucial this game. Charleston Rambo is their main guy at the wide receiver position um, as of late. He had nine receptions against NC State Ryan for 127 yards and two touchdowns, including a 60-yard play in there. But so he's going to be a guy you need to look out for. But their defense, Ryan, is a little bit lackluster, especially coming from a defensive-minded coach. Uh, NC State definitely put up some points on them, and they've been scored on a lot this year yep. by everyone from Appalachian State to, as you said, Alabama. And you got everyone in there that's been able to put up some points on them, except for Central Connecticut State. Except Central Connecticut State. Yeah, but North Carolina put up a lot of points on them too. Definitely, uh, their defense looked terrible against them. Uh, Van Dyke. Looked pretty good against all those teams. He didn't look amazing against UNC, but yeah. he still scored a lot of points. Four touchdowns uh, last week. But Miami, uh, I don't know if it's still a stat this week, but a couple weeks ago they, they were the most missed tackles in a college football. Mm-hmm. And they just lost their leading tackler in Bubba Bolden for the season to the captain on defense. Uh, so that's a big loss for them, but it's a big loss if Izzy and Jordan Addison aren't playing. So it's going to kind of cancel out. It's going to be a big game, a big uh, coastal matchup. And I don't expect to see a lot of bubble screens in a 
screen passes and a short, I guess, kind of behind the line of scrimmage passes. Yeah, from Pitt, try to make the can, miss. Yep, t- test uh, Miami's tackling. And Rodney Hammond and Vincent Davis, I think Vincent Davis will probably get the start if Izzy doesn't play because Vincent Davis is kind of that shifty guy and makes people miss. And test that against Miami. I mean, test the weakness. you got to do that from the start and see if it doesn't work, then you can change it up. you got a couple drives in the first quarter. But, Alex, what are your keys to this week? I think keys to this week have got has got to be getting the run game going. If the run game it's is been good, it's been really good the last. Uh, you have, have to keep it going. going. You yep. have to keep it going. If you keep if you get that run game going early in the game, you're going to be in a good position to win that game. Because when they're averaging four plus yards a carry like they have been, um, you're in an excellent position to win every football game that you get into. And when that happens, that gets the play action game involved because there's that threat of the run game. And Pitt, if Pitt is so good in play action. That gives Kenny Pickett so much more time and that surprise ability factor for those rec- receivers. You got Taysier Mack, um, you got Jared Wayne, you got Shockey Jack Louis to get open down and the Malky field. And Melky Stovall's been playing good as well. So yes. Well, the tight ends of uh, Gavin Bartholomew, Lucas Cool's been a little shaky. But uh, my key in this game is starting fast. The last two weeks, they haven't scored in the first quarter. They come up with wins, obviously. But I'd really like to see them start fast and uh, get a, get the first touch and go up a couple scores early to kind of. Just uh, silence Miami, not give them any energy. If they score first, they're a momentum type of team, and they'll take that momentum right at you. And you can't forget that Miami is six and one at Heinz Field, and have owned the Panthers of late, except for in 2017, of course, when they had the number two team in the country. But Pitt's got to come out strong, stay focused, and uh, it'll be important to get this W. Uh, hopefully, another nice crowd. Absolutely, but the crowd last game, right? You were a part of that crowd. Sixty-one thousand plus Pitt fans were there. What a crowd that was! Yeah, it, it was the best. Pit game I've been to in a long time. Uh, it's always nice when you're sitting in the upper deck uh, and there's actually people around you. It's people yeah. in the front of you, people behind you. It can look across and see people too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the the only kind of empty part was the away upper deck. That's always empty. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't completely empty. It was more than usual, but it's probably it was only yeah. half full. Well, that but counts the low, for a lot. It was that, completely that. full. In the bottom, uh, the end zones were full. The Panther Pit above the end zones were full with the Panther Pit, and then even more of the Panther Pit, the Pit Student Section, went, uh, made up a lot. So they, Narduzzi was very impressed by them, uh, and he says they need this week. He said uh, we have to set their or have bed checks at ten o'clock on uh, Friday to make sure they're all up and at them uh, yeah. early <laughs> enough on Saturday. But Pitt's getting a lot of noon games, a bunch of nooners. Uh, they really are, and those are tough. Those are tough to get up, like tough for the college kids to be able to get to those big games, especially the weather this weekend. It's not going to be great when you get to Pittsburgh. The weather is not great uh, throughout the on Saturdays when you get. But into it, the it got tonight. It late got fall. nice. Uh, yeah, Saturday, which was good. It but. did. It was a beautiful game and a beautiful result to that game as Pitt is now six and one of the season, as we said, seventeenth in the country, and the first official. Uh, College football playoff poll is coming out soon too, Ryan. So we'll be we'll be excited to see next week, right? And that uh, I think it is next week. And this is a big game deciding where they're going to go in that rankings. Yep. And with that, yeah, with that with that, let's move on to the Pens. Pens um, haven't played a lot since we last talked. It's only been a couple days, um, but that team is a gritty, gritty team, Ryan. They they can play uh, no matter who's in the lineup. Yep, Mike Sullivan. Early coach of the year candidate right now. Oh, oh my gosh, absolutely! If he wins tonight against the Lightning, oh my, they'll be four zero and two without Crosby, uh, now Latang, and without Malkin, Jari for a game. I mean, he's just been amazing. He really and has. Russ been. has been out. Gensel missed a couple of games. I mean, he's been great, Alex. And uh, if they can get this one tonight, but they played two games or one game actually. 
since we've last talked against the yep. Maple Leafs. So. And they crushed the Maple Leafs. Oh, my gosh. They were without Jeff Carter. They were without Chris Letang. They were without a lot of key contributors to that team. In addition, also, Brian Rust didn't play that game, right? And they still made the Maple Leafs look silly. It was a scoring parade in that game. Brian Boyle added another goal. Jake Hansel with assists. Heinen with two points. Kapanen with two points. O'Connor with two goals. Rodriguez with two goals. Or one goal. Zoko with a goal. Pedersen. Matheson. Matheson had three points. I mean, Matheson, or Pedersen had three points. Matheson had a point. Two points. Oh, losing track of these defensemen. We usually don't talk about defensemen points for no. the Penguins. Uh, but Matheson, I, I think he, Matheson and Pedersen have been the best two defenders this year for the Penguins. Well, I think so. Also because Latang hasn't played quite a bit. But those two in particular, as you said, Ron, they've been playing very so well Marino's approved, taking another step Marino's forward. Marino's taking a step Dumas forward. Solid defensively yes. is probably the best defensive defenseman this year. But that's year. where you've had to be with this with the amount of like key contributors out of the lineup. Like Crosby, Malkin not playing, you have to revert to playing a more defensive style of hockey. And the defensemen, as you can see based on the point totals, they're getting involved in the play. But they're playing as a team very well defensively keeping the uh, prime opportunities away from Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith, as Jari has been very impressive so far this season. As he did face quite a few shots this last game he, uh, against the Maple Leafs, he faced 29 shots, um, 30 shots, I should say, and he set, stopped 29 of them. He's been great this year. He's, He's been great at home as well. As, absolutely. And... Uh, Ruedel's been solid on the back end, as you said. He's a, as we've said in the past, he's a great seventh defenseman. You just slide right in there; he's ready to go. They play Tampa tonight, which is Tuesday, the twenty sixth, and we'll move on from there. Um, and as there are going to be still five more games left in this eight game homestand, as of right now, Ryan. I mean, look at that. After this Tampa game tonight, they have the Flames, New then Jersey. the Devils, then the Flyers are playing bad. The Wild are playing okay. The Blackhawks look terrible. Blackhawks are horrible. Panthers, I really hope the Penguins beat the Panthers. They need to. Panthers yeah. need to start losing. I like the Panthers, but they, they can't be it's out there six thinking they're in. the best, best, best team in uh, NHL. Penguins got to take that back. Uh, it's only six games in. It's yeah. not the much. They're, they are that. playing really good. Give them credit. Uh, they look like a uh, Stanley Cup caliber team. I know it's early, but. Hurricanes these are our early, really these are early in the, reactions. Yeah. In the division, the Metropolitan Division, the Hurricanes are undefeated right now. Um, and they, they've looked very good. Very darn good. And Capitals are 4-0-2. They've been very impressive themselves. Uh, Flyers just haven't been good. They're 2-1-1 uh, through four games. That's not a great start, but obviously tons of time left in this long, as we're back to a long season this year, Ryan. And now with that, let's talk a little about the Steelers set up their yeah, game this week. Let's look around the NFL, actually, first. See if yeah. the Steelers are going to help this week. Uh, intent, they did not. The Cleveland Browns beat the Broncos, and that was a game he really wanted the Broncos to win. Uh, put Cleveland at three, uh, four, three and four going into the matchup with the Steelers, uh, and then Cincinnati did help them out a little bit. But. Yeah, Cincinnati did help out uh, by beating the Ravens as they're tied at the top of the division now with the uh, uh, Bengals inching ahead, and that was a big win for the Bengals. What a what a statement they made there. Uh, but this is a big game between the Steelers and the Browns. Steelers beat the Browns here in this game. You're above them in the in the rankings for the foreseeable future if the Steelers keep on winning. They have a, a couple winnable games coming up after the Browns against the Bears and the Lions, both at home. And uh, those those look like pretty favorable matchups. Definitely, and those are going to be important games. But first, let's look at the game this weekend. Yeah, and Steelers are in a great position to take this win against a banged up Browns team. Is not has been underwhelming so far this season, Ryan. I know. I mean, Baker Mayfield, I think he's the worst quarterback in the AFC. Are you serious? 
You think he's worse than Ben? I think Ben's the best. Uh, no, no, he's not. Joe Burrow has been the best this year. Wow. I mean, if you beat the as, if really you win at Pittsburgh and at Baltimore, you're a legit team. And wow, that was a quick turnaround, a lot quicker than people thought it would be. I mean, the Steelers' losses though haven't. I mean, they don't look bad right now with the uh, Raiders, who are doing really good. Uh, at yeah, five and two, the Packers at six and one, and the uh, Bengals at five and two. But all good teams, as you said, all good teams. And you got, but you got to beat the good teams in order to be in a good position in the playoffs. And the Steelers have to work on that a little bit more. They beat the Bills though. First game of the year. That game looks very impressive. Yeah, this is gonna be. It's gonna be a big game this weekend. The Browns. If you get that win, you're four and three. Jump ahead of the Browns. The Penguin happens with the Ravens and Bengals. You'll, you could be tied with one of them, maybe even both of them. No, you won't be tied with the Bengals because they have the head to head. But yeah, the Steelers. Yeah. If they get this win, they got a couple easy games coming up, and then you're looking real good. Uh, going to the rest of the season, but you got to take care of business against uh, Cleveland this week. Cleveland this week, they're going to be without Baker Mayfield. They're going to be without Kareem Hunt. They're going to be without Jack Conklin, one of their star offensive linemen. And so that puts the Steelers in a great position to be able to take advantage of some of these flaws in the offense. Because our defense has been really the most consistent part of the Steelers so far yep, this year, besides think, Najee Harris. I think Minka's got to start stepping up. Same with Devin Bush. Minka's got to be better. Minka's got to be Devin better, Bush absolutely. As well. Devin Bush, yes. Uh, Devin Bush, he has been very disappointing this season. Him and Joe Schobert have been playing horrible at the linebacker position, especially in pass coverage, Ryan, because you've seen those flaws all over the Is field. Is Tuit uh, anywhere near coming back? Tuit, I don't think he's not playing this week for sure. I, I, How about Zach Banner? He, I knew he was close to coming back. Zach Banner, uh, well, you never know with some of these guys, how their progress. Um, Stephon to it. I don't think he's gonna be back this week. He's They're, expected to return. The early reports, early reports are that he that um, as a couple weeks ago that he should be playing this game. But who knows if that's even gonna happen? We'll see. Hopefully he does. But um, that's that's unlikely for me. But they really don't have many injuries besides Juju's out for the years. We know Josh Dobbs is out. Everyone else, but Josh Dobbs is out. I don't know what he has. What does it say he had? Uh, injured toe. Injured toe. So he won't be playing. So that's a big concern for the Steelers. Josh Dobbs won't be playing. Um, we all we, we knew he was going to be starting. Um, I'll, of course, I'm just messing around here. But the Steelers, really? Yes, I am messing around. Yes, um, but also the Steelers are really juicy uh, underdogs on the money line. Ryan, juicy underdogs. It's they're plus one seventy against a beat up Browns team. We'll be doing the bets of the week segment uh, this week too, and I'm sure we're going to have a conversation about that because that's an excellent money line opportunity. What do you say? Uh, definitely. I mean, th- I mean, the Browns, uh, they're think, missing a lot of guys. Yeah. Definitely take the Steelers. And do you, you think the Steelers are going to win this game? On our best of the week segment that we'll be doing. That's what time. I just said. Uh, do you think the Steelers will be uh, the one that will win this game? <sighs> Never know. I mean, last year we thought they were going to beat the Browns both those weeks. Oh. Yeah. I mean, the playoffs last year. Yeah. We thought they would beat them then, and we mm-hmm. thought they would beat them last week, the uh, regular season. But they didn't. It was close in the last week of the season, obviously. They yeah. lost to them both times, though. Yeah, they did. They did. I, I hear you. Uh, now, this, you, I want to hear this question here. Yeah. Would you rather play against healthy Case Keenum or injured Banger Baker Mayfield? I'd rather play against an injured, an injured uh, it's tough to say, injured Baker Mayfield, obviously. But um, Case Keenum's a capable backup. We saw he did a couple years ago with the Vikings. He wasn't bad at all with the Vikings. Yeah, he looked good last week for the Browns. Yeah. The Browns, uh, their defense looked good against the Broncos. Of course, the Broncos aren't the offensive powerhouse of the world, but uh, the yeah. defense of the Browns played better than the defense of the Steelers against the, Bank, or against the Broncos. Absolutely, they did. 
Um, now I want to hear what you actually think about this game, uh, what you're predicting in the pick six picks of the week last week. Ladies and gentlemen, I was 6-0, and and you could have taken my results to the bank, my picks to the bank, and cashed in money up front. Um, they, would have, they would have given you a lot of money for my picks. Uh, man, was I impressive last week. 6-0, six, six and oh, you were 3-3. Three and three. That's okay. Um, I was, I'm up five picks Very humble you. there, Alex. Yeah. Well, I'm just telling. I'm, I'm a truth teller. I'm a truth teller. That's what I did. I tell the audience the truth. Yeah. Um, and so I'm up five over Ryan in the rankings right now. So, Ryan, let's start with our pick six picks of the week. Packers and Cardinals. It's Thursday nighter. Who are you taking? This is going to be a very close game. Uh, this is going to be the Cardinals' toughest test to date. Uh, I, I like J.J. Watt's attitude. You heard him mic'd up on the sidelines a couple weeks ago. He's like, they won because of this. They won because of that. Maybe we're just a little bit better. Yeah, maybe they're just. He better. had a little exp- expletive in between. Uh, I'm glad you cleaned that up. A little. I'm glad you cleaned that up. That was good. So yeah, but the Cardinals. I'm picking the Cardinals here. It's gonna be a, a tough game, but I think the Cardinals are gonna get the win. They're a little bit better. I like the Cardinals too in this game. Panthers and Falcons. Give me the Falcons. The Falcons are playing some really good football. Uh, had a nice win last week, and I think we're gonna keep that going. And I really like how Matt Ryan's playing. I don't like how the Panthers are playing, and I think. Maybe they'll get another last-second field goal from Young Huku. I'm very concerned about the Panthers, Ryan. They have been dismal as of late. They won their first three, lost their last four. Very similar. Well, it's not even similar. It's the exact same as the Denver Broncos. Uh, they're now fourth in the NFC South. A big divisional game for them if they want to get, climb up in the rankings to salvage. I don't know what they're going to salvage, but just to climb up in the rankings for some pride. Who's favorite they're not going to make the playoffs, uh, obviously. Uh, the Falcons are the favorites, but I'm going to take the Panthers in this game. So we differ on that one. Steelers at Browns. I'm going to take the Steelers. Steelers as well. Big game for the Steelers. Okay. And I think uh, they're mad about that game last year, that playoff game last year. You'd think so, absolutely. you got Washington at the Broncos. I think I'm going to take Washington in this one, uh, who's been very disappointed this year, obviously plagued by injuries at the quarterback position. Uh, it's always tough when you have a banged-up quarterback, but this is a very underwhelming start for the Washington football team. I'll take the Broncos. It's at Mile High Stadium. I think it's the advantage for them this game. It's a toss-up game, but I think Teddy Bridgewater gets it done. Cowboys and at the Vikings. I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one. I think the Cowboys five and one so far. They're going to make it six and one. Be like the uh, Pitt Panthers. You know, I really think the Cowboys have a really good shot at the Super Bowl, Alex. Yeah, but I really think the Vikings are going to win this game. <laughs> yeah, you think they have a good shot at the Super Bowl? You don't think they have a good shot against the Vikings? I just, I don't know. Something about the Vikings that is like this year. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm rooting. I found myself rooting for the Vikings because I like Mike Zimmer. I like Kirk Cousins. He gets beat up a lot in the media. He's not. He's a decent quarterback. And you got Justin Jefferson there. Who's, and and he's going to be coming back. Yeah. They're all very talented and, players. Yeah, I don't know. They've had a lot of close games. I think this is one of those weeks where, they, where they win, win one of those close games. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I'm, Eagles at the Lions. And we've talked about the Lions a lot in our Better of the Week segments. And they've been disappointing as of lately, but they did cover the spread again this week. I believe they're five and I think they're about five and seven, Ryan, against the spread this year. So five I'm like, and seven. Five and seven. Yeah, no, five out of seven. Oh. So they're oh, five and oh, two okay. against the spread. That was my fault. Uh, they're they're five out of seven against the spread, and so I'm going to take the Lions in this game. I'll take the Lions too. They're going to get the first win. I've been wanting them to get their win. I like their coach. But I think what a I, passionate know, guy. I really hope they have a good game this week. Yes. They're better than the Eagles, so they oh, should absolutely. win this game. Absolutely. And with that, that's our NFL talk, right? Um, and now let's move on to our winners and losers of the week. You want to go first, Alex? I'll go first. I'm going to start with the Tennessee Titans, Ryan. Titans 
Uh, huge win over the Kansas City Chiefs, 27-3. It seems like every team that beat the Chiefs in the last three years is now having their revenge game against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have Everyone been, that the Chiefs beat. Uh, uh, pardon me, yes. Did I say, did I say the opposite? Yeah. Every team that the Chiefs beat in the last three years is getting their revenge game against the Chiefs. As the Chiefs have been just lying down and getting beat up over it, um, and as they should be. Patrick Mahomes is tied for the most interceptions in the NFL with Zach Jones with 11 right now, and that's that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Anytime you share a stat with Zach Jones this year, Zach, not Zach Jones, but Zach Wilson, that's embarrassing. Uh, Bengals, huge win against uh, the Ravens put massive points, 41 points in the board for the Bengals. Heck of a win uh, and heck of a statement in the division and in the AFC. And my final winner is going to be the Florida Panthers uh, out of the NHL. And they have been incredible this year, Ryan. 6-0 and as we've stated a little earlier. And they look dominant and obviously an early, early, early um, Stanley Cup contender. early. Another early, 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 early Stanley Cup contender. Your winners. My first one is the New England Patriots. They had a big, big win last weekend. And they're improving. I think Mac Jones is the rookie of the year right now. He's, he's got to keep that rolling, obviously. But, hey, you never know. If they keep winning, maybe they can kind of sneak in there uh, in, in the division. You always talk about an early prediction. Is Mac Jones the next Tom Brady? No. Okay, let's move on to the next one. The Packers... Six and one after getting that blown out that week one of the NFL. I mean, wow, they've been playing what really an good football, they, Alex. What uh, an answer, yeah. Maybe maybe that was because of, they never knew what was going to go on with Aaron Rodgers, but they're looking good Could now be. and they're not looking back. But they're oh, we're going to lose this week actually, so they're going to look back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, my third winner, Appalachian State, a big win taking on Coastal Carolina in their second highest attended game ever. They were actually one thousand dollars over the or one thousand. 1,000 people over the capacity at over that Over capacity. Stadium. Yeah. Wow. And that was that was their first win against a ranked opponent for Appalachian State since 2000. I feel like they've always been good, though. I, I, I felt like that, too. But, but the last Coast they, Carolina is still ranked now. Yeah, I don't know how that can be. Coast Carolina is not beating anybody. Nobody they've beaten. And they're still ranked. And that, that beats me. Um that shows how bad the rest of the SEC is right now because the SEC is cannibalizing itself. Um, a lot of cannibals in that in that conference. And you got NC State. What do you think the worst conference in college football is? The worst conference? Would you say it's the Big 12 or would you say you it's the about, SEC? Are you talking about big conferences or small conferences? Power 5. Power 5? Uh, the Big 12. Or the ACC? I think the Big 12 is worse. Uh, I don't think Oklahoma is as good as I think as people think the ACC are. is bad because – because the teams that they don't want to be good, or that they the, that they want not to be good, are good. Like the top teams in the division aren't who they normally are. Does that mean the division's bad, or does that mean just that those teams are actually really good? Because if, if a Clemson or FSU or Miami had those rosters that Wake Forest, Pitt, or NC State had, they'd be ranked in the top fifteen. They'd be ranked in the top I, I totally 10. agree with you there. Um, but I think the Pac-12. As I said, the Pac-12 has been really weak. Big 12 or Pac-12? Pac-12. Okay, I, th- I thought you said Big 12. Before. I, did I, I probably did. I, I said Big 12. but did, did I say Big 12? I might have said Big 12. I, whatever, the Big They're 12. both bad. They're, there's, there's not that many good divisions. No, there's not. There's not. But I would say my final answer is going to be the Big 12. Big 12 is the worst. Big 12 I, for me as well. Yes. Big 12 or ACC, but I think really it's the Big 12. Yeah. Uh, my losers of the week, I'm going to start out with NC State. NC State, a crushing loss to Miami, 31-30, to and that takes them down and out of the rankings. And you got 49ers, um, or my other loser, 
49ers. Um, a really tough, a really tough game against the Colts on Sunday night. Uh, they had the weather on their side. Colts are a dome team. You come into the elements, but they still could not beat the Colts. And now they're down to two and four on the season line. And you know, I don't know what they're going to do with the quarterback situation. Kyle Shanahan, after the game, when asked, "Is is Jimmy Garoppolo your starter for next game?" He said, "I guess, I guess." That was his best answer he could come up with. They don't know; he doesn't know what he's doing there anymore. Montreal Canadiens are my next loser. Montreal, extremely disappointing how they've started their season. They are 0-5 and one to start the season, Ryan, and that's not very good for the reigning um, Stanley Cup runner-ups as of last season. And very disappointing start to the season, Ryan. And I don't think there's a worse team, a worse start in hockey right now besides the Canadians. And the Coyotes, I'd say. But they, we knew the Coyotes weren't going to be good this year. We knew That's they weren't going to be good. They traded That's away true. a lot of players. That's they got true. a lot of picks That's back. True. They brought in a lot of contracts on them because they, they got their first-round pick of this past season taken away from them because it, I think it was like misuse of the combine. Not a combine, but scouting. I don't even know what it was. Scouting things. They they got their first round pick taken away from them. Now they're they were in trouble, and now they need to get something going. Um, so we knew they were going to be bad. My first picks. loser is the Kansas City Chiefs. Influence and bad football loss, twenty seven to three to the Titans. As the NFL catching up with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I don't know about that, but it's it's going to be t- uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that team rebounds. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a good quarterback, but that defense. I don't know how much better it can get. My second loser is Oklahoma. I know they won, but it was not pretty at all, being down to Kansas most that game. Kansas actually let whoever wanted to into that stadium as soon as they caught the lead. You didn't have to buy a ticket. You could just walk into the just stadium. Just walk into the stadium. And it actually filled up probably more than it has in a long, long time. How many people are just in the neighborhood, though, that can just walk in? I don't even know. I guess a lot of students went to yeah. campus. Uh, Penn State is my third loser. Oh, this one makes me happy. Penn State loses to the fighting Illinois, that buzzsaw of a team, man. Illinois is a powerhouse this year. That 3-5 record is really scary, eh? Uh, yeah, Penn State lost to Illinois. I mean, that's just a bad loss. I mean, they're ranked 7. It's seven. a horrible loss. They have a yeah. rank 7. They can maybe have a shot to get in the college football playoff. They're behind they Pitt blow now. It. Uh, and if I'm Penn State, I'm not going to let uh, Jay Franklin use other offers for leverage anymore because he hasn't proven he can do anything. No, he hasn't. Um but even the team, the players, it's not the teams, but the coaches that you think would be interested in these LSU and USC jobs, besides Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, have all been very underwhelming this season. Luke Fickle's going to be the most sought-after coach in college football. Um, and also, I think uh, Mike Tomlin's name was thrown around the USC job. That probably won't happen. Uh, but you never know. Uh, no, he shot that down today. Yeah, you never know. Uh, Carson Palmer said he was the He said never say never, but never. <laughs> never say never, but never. That's it. Mike Tomlinism. There you go. Hey, next we week, vol- Mike Tomlin quotes. Next week, let's do Mike Tomlin quotes as our. We'll send our tweet. The top three Mike Tomlin quotes. Our three rivers top three uh, of the week will be Mike Tomlin. It is into this podcast, dogs. Another good one. Uh, yes. Another good week. Hopefully, I can catch up a little bit in those picks. But I wasn't actually up that upset when I saw that because Pitt won. A lot uh, of time left in the big picks. week this week. Are looking forward to watching these games and I'm the podcast for you next week. And make sure to listen to our best of the week segment. And remember, we are your one-stop podcast for everything Pittsburgh sports.